I'm Libby Collins. A very good Sunday morning to you. First things first, did you turn your clock ahead one hour? Well, if you didn't, you better, because you're going to be an hour late for everything today. It is Sunday, March 12th of 2023, and, uh, you know, let's take a look back at history for this day. In 1789, they well, the United States Post Office was established. How about that, Isaac? If not for that, you wouldn't be getting any letters at all. Oh, wait a minute. We do email now. Okay, in 1894, Coca-Cola was sold in bottles for the very first time. In 1912, the Girl Scouts were founded. Congratulations to all those Girl Scouts out there. They made me what I am today. In 1933, President Franklin Roosevelt presented his first fireside chat. Also on this day in 1947, President Truman established what was to be known as the Truman Doctrine. It was established to help Greece and Turkey resist communism. Also on this day in 1954, Nine, the House joined the Senate in approving the statehood of Hawaii, meaning we didn't have to show passports when we went there. In 1966, Bobby Hull from the Blackhawks became the first NHL player to score 51 points in a single season. Just think about it, 51 goals in a season for a hockey player. And also on this day, great TV show debuted. It was this one. No, Isaac, you were too young. Or actually, no, you weren't around, were you? But Wonder Woman debuted on ABC TV. Yes, with those magic bracelets and Linda Carter running around in that cute little suit. Uh, Big, big show in 1974. 1985, uh, Larry Bird from the Celtics scored a club record of 60 points against the Hawks. In 1985, President Nixon announced he was going to drop Secret Service protection and hire his own bodyguards that saved the government $3 million a year. 1993, Janet Reno was sworn in as the first female attorney general. In 1998, astronomers canceled a warning that a mile-wide asteroid might collide with the Earth, saying calculations had been off by over 600,000 miles. In 2002, Homeland Security Chief Tom Ridge unveiled that color-coded system for terror warnings. Also in 2009, the Sears Tower became the Willis Tower. And finally, in 2010, Apple began taking pre-orders for the iPad. Let's take a look at birthdays for March 12th. If you were born on this day, you share the birthday with Clement Studebaker. Who was he? Well, he was a carriage maker that uh, had the business that evolved into the Studebaker Automobile Company, And as a matter of fact, the Studebaker House is now a restaurant in South Bend, Indiana. If you have kids at Notre Dame, you probably know that. Charles Boycott was born on this day in 1832. Uh, he's the guy uh, who started the word boycott because he was a land agent and uh, in Ireland. And he was not a nice guy. And that's when they started using that term. Also born on March 12th, Wally Schroer, the astronaut, was born, author Jack Kerouac, playwright Edward Albee, and born in 1932, jazz singer Al Jarreau. Love that song. One of the greats by Al Jarreau. Also born on March 12th. If you go back to the 60s, you might remember a TV show, Get Smart. Well, Agent 99, Barbara Feldon, was born on this day. Liza Minnelli is 77 today. Mitt Romney is also celebrating a birthday. And from the TV show Lassie, little Timmy, John Provost, is 73 years old today and also he's playing Summerfest on june 24th james taylor was born on this day in 1948 i've seen fire and i've seen rain i've seen sunny days that i thought would never end 
I look forward to seeing that show. Also born on March 28th, journalist Jake Tapper, Aaron Eckhart. He was born in 1968. Courtney B. Vance, he's he's celebrating a birthday. Daryl Strawberry was born in 1962 on this day. If you're a Spanguli fan, Rich Cause is celebrating a birthday. Marlon Jackson was born in Gary, Indiana in 1957. And also from the bad, bad finger, Mike Gibbons was born in 1949. And if you think that song sounds a little like it should have been recorded by the Beatles, well, Paul McCartney wrote it in 1969. We have a busy show today on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. If you're over 50 and you need help preparing your taxes, we're going to tell you how to get some free help. Also, if you have travel plans for spring break, you'll want to hear this advice about keeping you and your personal information safe. High school and college students out there, well, if you're looking for a job for this summer, we're going to tell you who's hiring. Um, Also, why it's going to be around, we're going to talk about the snow. Also, uh, is it St. Patty or St. Patty's Day? Matt Miller has his Oscar preview. Isaac's pushing those buttons, and in just two minutes, it's Dominic Catronio and sports. All ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. It is 34 degrees at 814 on WTMJ. Whether you're an active or passively active home shopper, our agents want you to be completely up to date with what's out there and what's brand new to the market. With our instant emailed MLS updates, you'll never miss out on what could be the home of your dreams. The Bucks and the Warriors meet by the bay, the last two NBA Finals champions for a Saturday night showdown. This was a good one down the wire. Without Giannis, the Bucks hung in there against the defending champs. Drew Holiday had 18 points, including a clutch three to help the game go to overtime. But in the end, Stephen Curry and the Warriors were too much. In the end, Golden State wins 125-116. to Stephen Curry had 36 points. Head coach Mike Budenholzer. You know, overtime in fourth quarter, you know, he got away from us a little bit. And, you know, some of them were, were high high level. You know, just like I think we just said better defense than, than good offense. And I think there was probably a lot of examples of good defense and just a little bit better offense. Um, but for a lot of the night, you know, I thought uh, – I thought the guys did a great job, and the effort was was what we needed. Milwaukee is still in first place in the East, but now they have the tall task with the Sacramento Kings, the second-place team in the West, coming up on Monday. On the other coast, the Marquette Golden Eagles are atop the Big East. Into the corner, Joplin, wide open three. I'll let your boy. One more time. I'll let your boy. Steve the Homer True and Tony Smith on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Marquette defeats Xavier 65-51 to claim the Big East tournament crown for the first time as members of the conference. Head coach Shaka Smart. Marquette is a special place that's played special basketball for a long, long time. We're so proud to bring this championship back to Milwaukee, baby! Now MU awaits its seeding for the NCAA tournament. Joe Lenardi projects them as a two-seed from ESPN. He also projects the Wisconsin Badgers being one of the first four teams out. And some baseball news. The Brewers get another home run from Mike Brasso, his fourth in a loss, 12-2 to the Royals on Saturday afternoon. They're back at it against the Cubs today in spring training action right here on WTMJ. First pitch is at 255. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Dominic. Boy, that uh, Marquette game was a fun one to watch last night, wasn't it? It is 818. We have 30 feet. 34 degrees at WTMJ coming up in just a minute. We're going to have your total forecast and how much snow are you going to get? And also, Mark Cass is going to be joining us. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It looks like it's going to be a snowy Sunday today. Now, if you're in the greater Milwaukee area or a little bit further south, it looks like you're going to get about one to three inches of snow. But as you go a little bit further north of the city, you're looking at three to five inches. Uh, and it's snowing just about everywhere right now. So if you do have plans to go out, take it slow. Yes, the roads are slippery. Plus, if you're running a little late because you forgot to turn your clocks ahead last night, 
It might just be better to stay home and listen to the uh, Brewers and the Cubs a little bit later on today here on WTMJ. Now, tonight that snow might be heavy at times. We're going to get down to about 26 degrees. Tomorrow we'll start out with some flurries. It'll be mostly cloudy and breezy, a high of 32 with wind gusts about 25 degrees. Tuesday looks mostly sunny, 33. Then we get back in the 40s on Wednesday and Thursday. Chance of rain with a high of 48 on 30 on Thursday, I should say. Uh, right now, Oak Creek is showing 32 degrees. Brookfield has 31. Port Washington's at 33. We're up to 35 degrees at WTMJ, although it is still sm- snowing at 822. That means it's time for us to check in with Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Big story on Friday for the Milwaukee Business Journal. And Mark, you broke this. The new naming rights sponsor of the Convention Center. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is kind of a surprise. A well-known company in town with Baird. who has been around a long time, very well-known, but hasn't done these large things before. Very active in the community, very involved in a lot of events. But you haven't seen them step up with their name on a structure like this. So really a significant move, a great move for the city, a great move for the convention center, because they are on this expansion project right now that's going to be completed in 2024 in time for the RNC to also have the name then on the building. We actually haven't had a name on the building in terms of naming rights since 2015 with Delta Airlines. So it's been a number of years. So this is good for the city. It's obviously money for the convention center and really has them on a roll right now. What does it mean for a company like Baird to have their name on something like the convention center? Really exposure. I mean, especially with the RNC coming, they have their name where a lot of the events are going to happen at Pfizer, but you're also going to have other events at the convention center. So really significant for them, gives them a higher profile in the community. Again, they're very well known in Milwaukee. They're very active in Milwaukee in terms of events, but this is a high profile step, one that will increase their name and increase their brand in the community. Do you have any idea how much that costs and for how long that name Baird will be on the convention center? That hasn't been released yet. We should see that over the next few weeks. Normally, these things are five, six, eight-year deals. Could be multi-million dollar, I would say, kind of over the term of it. So we'll see how this goes and we'll see what numbers are. But either way, it's a significant step forward. Well, certainly exciting for the Baird Company and also the Wisconsin Convention Facility. All right, another big story that you broke this week at the Milwaukee Business Journal, and that's transforming the 100 East high-rise office building to apartments. Tell us all about that one. Yeah, just more apartments. What do we talk about every week, Libby? It's more apartments right in the heart of the city. So here we have a high-rise office building, about 35 or so years old, you know, has struggled over the past few years in terms of office, now going to be acquired and transformed into apartments. So you're going to have apartments right in the heart of the city, right on the river there. So we're not sure yet in terms of the number, but it's probably a couple hundred, obviously, at least. Again, this is very interesting to me because you have really more apartments. It'll be interesting to see what kind of mix are they. Are they high-end? Are they middle of the road? Where they fit? Because you have right up the street, of course, on Water Street, you have the Heinz Project in the Third Ward. You have the Couture Project. You have the Ascent. You have Nova. And I can go on and on in terms of the number of apartments that are being built right now, right in the heart of the city. So this will be interesting to see. I mean, I've said all along, I think it'll be successful long-term. The ones where there probably will be some struggle is on the lower end in terms of some of those older properties, ones that need to step up their game in terms of holding on tenants. Now, what about square footage? Is there any news as to how large those apartments will be? Yeah, right now they're saying about an average of 900 square feet. So not large apartments, but then we've had other apartments around that size too. So okay size, but then of course you also have a penthouse up on the top floor that I assume will be pretty nice as you overlook the river, overlook the city. So really interesting project. Again, you don't see a lot of apartments right in that area, but you'll live basically on Wisconsin and water, the heart of the downtown, and you'll be able to walk everywhere. And great views. Now, let's talk about another development in Tosa, and that's that the city of Wauwatosa is working on a deal with the owner of Mayfair to redevelop the former Boston store. Any idea what they're talking about doing there? And this will be interesting because it'll be mixed use and not a surprise. So probably we'll have some housing. Is probably going to have some retail and probably have some office. This is what's happened at all the malls. We've talked about this over the past couple of years. What's going on out of Brookfield Square? What's going on out at Southridge? What's going on really at all the malls in the area have all become kind of mixed use. Nobody survives anymore. It's only retail. I know it's going to have some housing and retail. I was making a joke earlier that you could live right next to Nordstrom, which kind of scares me because for my wife, she'd love to live there. Then she could just walk to Nordstrom all the time, which would really hurt me and probably live right next to you, Libby, because I think you'd want to be there too right next to Nordstrom. But kind of unique living on that property, kind of like live, work, and play, right? All in one area. 
and these have been more successful than malls. So I think you're going to see really this transformation. Um, Mayfair has been over the years our most successful retail center in the area, but everybody is doing this. You've got to have mixed use to draw in people. Well, I'm thinking the corners in Brookfield. Yeah. There's a perfect example. example of that. Think out there, you have retail, you have restaurants, you have housing, and it's worked very well. And you have Von Mar. All right, now. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Von Mar or Nordstrom, where do you want to live next to Libby? Because I'm sensing a trend. I'm a Von Mar girl all right, the way. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about Governor Evers, because this one, I think, has people confused. And that's the Republicans in the legislature are saying Governor Evers' $290 million plan for development at American Family Field is dead. Now, what does that mean? And also, what's that going to mean to the area? And do they have any alternative plans? This one's going to be fun to watch. As I said a couple weeks ago, this one's going to be up and down. There's going to be opposition. It's going to be interesting to watch who's on what side and kind of plays out. So not surprisingly, the Republicans are saying we're not going to support Evers plan because it's his and not ours. But you also heard from others, Robin and Voss and others, you know, support for the overall plan of holding on to the team and holding on to them at AmFam Field. So I think you'll see a new plan, whether it's some cash and maybe some bonding or whatever it is to get them to stay there. I've also heard from other Republicans and people say that then they want the team to commit to a longer lease. I mean, if we as taxpayers are going to help to pay for this, we want to see them commit to a longer term. So that'll be interesting. I think this gets worked out in the end, as I said all along. It's going to be like watching them make sausage up in Madison. How does this get made? What gets done at the end? All of us remember the 1990s and the huge fight it took to get Miller Park approved. I think you may see, hopefully not as long of a process, but a very contentious process here. Well, speaking of politicians on the move, Mayor Cavalier Johnson went to South by Southwest in Austin this past week with a bunch of Milwaukee business leaders. What did they find out while they were there? They were down there on Friday. And they were pitching the city. This is a huge event known throughout the world, draws in entrepreneurs, draws in startups, draws in a lot of people really looking at economic activity. And the mayor and others from Summerfest went down there to really speak about the city, to say, you should look at Milwaukee, whether it's opening a company here, whether it's moving jobs here, doing something, you should look at Milwaukee. So I love this. This is one thing we often hear about Milwaukee is that we're shy or we're kind of reluctant really to say how great things are in Milwaukee. But here you have the mayor and others are going down to this huge event and saying, okay, we want you to come to Milwaukee. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if they're successful. I think it's the right move, again, to start the mayor as a plan, right? He really wants us to increase our population to a million people. Well, how are you going to do that? you got to recruit, and he's obviously out there doing that. Mark Cass from the Milwaukee Business Journal, Editor-in-Chief. Thank you so much for joining us today. Always good to be here, Libby, and I'll talk to you next week. It's 33 degrees at 829 on WTMJ. Welcome back to Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. It's about 8.36 right now. Uh, coming up this half hour, we're also going to be hearing from Matt Miller. If you're a movie fan, it is Oscar Day, and he's going to have a preview of what's going on. It's 34 degrees. And we've got a really interesting past week where a Kewaskum athlete lapped the field. The boss took over downtown Milwaukee, and there was another round of wet, heavy snow. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, back, back. From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, Muskego High School administrators apologizing, saying they are investigating allegations of racist behavior. Per our district policy, once the investigation is done, strict discipline will be handed down if the allegations are found to be true. 18-year-old Jordan Stoles became the youngest ever to win the 500-meter race at the World Single Distance Championships in the Netherlands over the weekend. Not only did he beat everybody, but he, his time was so flat, fast, it was kind of flirting with world records. Y'all know what happened to me, getting smacked by Suge Smith. People like, did it hurt? It still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ear. Face to fist. <laughs> That's well said. Or it's more fist to face, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Vince Petrano just smacked the shit out of me. A debate takes place today over a proposed hotel on Milwaukee's east side. It's the home of a gaming store called Mega Media Exchange. But if approved, it would bring a 130-room hotel to the area. Shortly after entering Mexico near the border city Matamoros, four unnamed Americans were assaulted by gunfire. Armed men forced them into another vehicle and drove off. Without being specific, he says two of the four are dead. 
of high, guys. I said it was the greatest crowd, greatest hair crowd I've seen ever. I just am surprised at how many people have said, even Piet Levy, who's been to a million shows yes, himself, I read his have piece. said that, that this was the best concert they've ever seen. Unbelievable. I'm the president, but he's the boss. Getting to this point has been years in the making. Museum president and CEO Ellen Sensky spoke today about the Future Museum's time travel gallery. This is Roger's Watch 2023. Aaron and the Jets. Well, the Jets asked and the Packers obliged. With permission, the Jets have a team of suitors on the ground in California meeting with Aaron Rodgers, according to ESPN's Rob Domofsky. The Packers sure hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back. I would not expect a quick answer from Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you guys know this. He's pretty reflective. What? You don't say. On this International Women's Day, county officials are commending transhumanity. Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley has personal connections with trans folks. When you think about Regina, Maya Allen, Maya, I actually went to high school with and had the opportunity to learn and experience from her what it was like. Sound for the ceremonial start this week. Sled dog expert (laughs) Susan Kim is live with us (laughs) this morning. <laughs> no. Everyone around the stage is really excited about the Iditarod. It's really um, a fun thing to watch and to hear from the mushers. The mushers are like stars. Open three. No good. No good. Marquette wins it. Marquette has won the game. Posh Alexander missed the three. All you need to know. We were working uh, closely with Congress uh, on on uh, when it relates to TikTok. We're talking about a major piece of competitive and foreign policy legislation. Ultimately could lead, I would add, to banning uh, platforms like TikTok. With 100 million Americans daily on TikTok on an average of 90 minutes a day, this is an issue. WTMJ Fleet Farm Storm Team alert. We are waking up to this heavy, wet snow this morning. We Energy is reporting that 103,000 customers are out of power this morning. The majority of them, nearly 90,000 of them in Milwaukee County. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Shut it down! Let's go And the Week in Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And speaking of snow, it is not over yet. You're going to get a little bit more today. We'll tell you how much. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News, 840 and 33 degrees. Well, once again, we're waking up to some snow this morning. And by the way, speaking of waking up, I hope you set your clocks forward an hour this past night. Otherwise, you're going to be late all day. Now, as far as that snow is concerned, uh, yeah, it's going to snow pretty much throughout the day. But uh, we've already got maybe about a half inch in most places. And you might get as much as another inch and a half, two inches, even as high as three to five inches total as you go north of the city. Now, our high today will be 36 degrees. Tonight, more snow. Now that's when it might get a little bit heavier, and we're going to get down to about 26 degrees. Tomorrow you'll wake up to some flurries. It'll be mostly cloudy and breezy, 32 for a high, with wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Tuesday is sunny and 33, and then we get back into the 40s on Wednesday and Thursday. On Thursday, we've got another chance of rain and a high of 48 degrees. Currently in uh, Wauwatosa, we have 32. Franklin, you got snow, 32 degrees. Uh, Delafield 32 with snow and uh, 33 degrees at WTMJ at 843. Well, as your high school students and your college students are on spring break and they're saying, I need a job for the summer. Ah, we have a solution. Joining us is Jen Shea from the Milwaukee County Zoo. And you have an opportunity for everybody 16 and older to get a job this summer. We do. So March 23rd and March 29th, kids can come out to the Zufari Center, which is just east of the zoo, for walk-in interviews for seasonal positions. So these are positions in the areas of, like, our visitor services area, our concessions, merchandise, grounds, all fun positions in that you might be working outside. And like you say, you have to be 16 or older. A lot of kids that start with us in high school, they go on to be with us throughout college and even after college if they're still looking for a job. So kind of keep that in mind that it's a really nice job to come back to if, you know, kids are liking it, which they usually do once they start with us. I imagine these are hourly positions. Can you give us an idea of that starting range for pay? Actually, they're going to have to meet with their hiring managers because I can't really divulge 
that on the air, but there's a range. So based on experience, you're going to get to that higher rate. And I know that Milwaukee County has done everything they can to kind of bump up some of these hourly rates to make it worthwhile for the kids. And they need to earn, you know, money for college or for whatever it is. So they really try to make it worthwhile for the kids. And what do you recommend? Because a lot of young people, this could be the first job they're applying for. Should they bring anything with them? And what should their attitude be when they come? Yeah, I mean, there's no need at this point to bring anything with them that would come, you know, if they would be offered a job, then they'll learn the process. But I mean, I think we're just kind of looking for smiling faces, engaging people. Um, You know, the zoo is such a fun place. And I've seen so many kids come through there that, like I say, they work for us for eight, 10 years, even longer. And they really become a family with some of these other kids. So you might make some lifelong friendships and, you know, just to be, I guess, happy and engaging and willing to help people. I think, you know, that's really some things to keep in mind. Uh-huh, Jen, I wish I were 16 again, but anybody else out there, particularly high school and college students looking for some summer employment, let's give them the dates and the places to come again. Yes, March 23rd, March 29th, and you can see all of this on our website, milwaukeezoo.org, and you can also reserve a time slot through our website, and it's from 10 to 6 both of those days. Well, thanks for putting together this hiring event and also walk-in interviews. You might have to wait a little longer, but you can't just walk in. Jen, always great to hear from you. Jen Shea from the Milwaukee County Zoo. Thank you. It's 846, 33 degrees. You're just a minute away from Dominic Catronio and Sports right here on WTMJ. The Marquette Golden Eagles dominate at Madison Square Garden and the Big East to take home the tournament crown. It's over. Impressive. Dominant. Win the regular season by two games. Win the conference postseason tournament. Marquette champions in the Big East this year of everything. Steve the Homer True on the final call as Marquette wins the Big East tournament. They defeat Xavier 65-51. to On top of already claiming the regular season crown, head coach Shaka Smart. What makes this team special is all these guys up on the stage and how they're willing to pour into each other, the relationships they have, all the stuff that you guys don't see behind the scenes. It's never perfect. It's never easy. But going back to the summer, these guys never flinched. The work they put in has led us to this point. And we're not done yet. Now the Golden Eagles await their seeding for the NCAA tournament that will be released during Selection Sunday programming today on CBS. The show begins at 5 o'clock Central Time. Marquette, of course, safely in, considered a two-seed, according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi. He also considers the Wisconsin Badgers one of his first four teams out of the tournament. Out to the West Coast, the Bucks had a big matchup with the Golden State Warriors. It's the last two champions of the NBA going at it. This one without Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks fall in overtime to the Warriors, 125 to 116. Stephen Curry finished with 36 points in the win for the Dubs. The World Baseball Classic is off to a great start. We saw both pools stateside get going. Venezuela upsets the Dominican Republic for the first time in its country's history, 5 to 1 in Miami. USA handles Great Britain 5-1. Colombia upsets Mexico 5-4 in 10 innings. Team Mexico featuring Brewers Rowdy Telez and Luis Urias. Today, the Brewers are back in action in spring training against the Chicago Cubs. We pick up coverage at 255 right here on WTMJ. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks, Tom. It's 849, 33 degrees. It's snowing out there. We'll get a couple of inches probably by the time this is all over. And we're just a couple minutes away from Matt Miller with his Oscar preview. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Uh, 852, 33 degrees at WTMJ. We're going to have to about 36 a little bit more snow out there. And it's time for media critic and pop culture editor from onmilwaukee.com. It's Matt Miller. Matt, it's the big day if you're if you're living in Hollywood. And uh, why did they change it from a red carpet to a champagne carpet, by the way? Uh, I heard the red carpet had some bad tweets. So it got it got canceled. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I'm you might sure. be right. I, on, listen, you might be right about that one. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure why the change there. I think you know they're trying to jazz up the show a little bit. I'm not sure if changing the the color of the carpet will you know move the needle. But I, I think they are trying to make this a a different show, a different, a more exciting show on some levels. And we'll see if that 
translates to the actual show inside. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a Jimmy Kimmel fan. But anyway, let's talk about Best Picture. What do you think is going to make it this year? Yeah, so my pick is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, the weird indie genre blending, blending hit. It's won pretty Ooh, much all the music. of the pre- <laughs> It's won pretty that's, much all that, of the That's pre- kind of stupid music. I, I, I'm sorry, it's kind of stupid music. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I but uh, it, it's won pretty much all the precursors. It's got a lot of love. The people who love it really love it. It's a, it's a big emotional ringer of a movie. It's very funny. It's very emotional. Um, it is very weird, though. And if there is a traditional block in the Academy voters, I could see maybe the Netflix war movie All Quiet on the Western Front pulling off an upset or even Top Gun Maverick. You know, people loved that movie and it's, saved cinemas so that those are i think your three horses in the race but i would pick Mm. everything everywhere all at once yeah and like you said it's a weird movie obviously from the weird song um yeah that that'll be interesting i you know the fact that top gun was such a blockbuster and as you said it sort of brought movies back into the theaters after the pandemic i would think that would be a uh that would be the the racehorse to bet on this year yeah, the only thing is if if the Academy loved Top Gun the way that, you know, audiences have uh, across the nation, uh, you would think it would be nominated for more awards and it, that the director would have been nominated and that even Tom Cruise might have gotten in for Best Actor. That fifth slot was totally available. So I don't know if they quite love it to the same level as general audiences, but I do think it'll probably end up winning a technical award or two because how can you not? Well, a lot of that has to do with how can you like Tom Cruise. But, okay, let's go to Best Actor. Tom Cruise, not even nominated, but a couple of interesting actors have been. Yeah, I think this is going to come down to Brendan Fraser or Austin Butler in Elvis. Uh, I think, you know, people, they love biopics. They love musical biopics. Uh, So Austin Butler has a little bit of an edge there. But I do think... There's this feeling of, you know, okay, this is what your one big starring performance. Let's see what else you've got before we give you our top prize. And I think they're going to give it to Brendan Fraser, who they've loved his story. They may not love the movie he's in, The Whale, but they love his comeback story. They love seeing him back in the spotlight. There's just a lot of affection for him right now, and I think he's going to win. The interesting thing about Elvis, the first time I saw it, I thought, well, this is okay. And I thought Austin Butler was just magnificent but the more i've watched that movie because it's on hbo hbo now so you can see it a lot the more i like it that's the same thing that happened with me when i first saw it i was like this is so much Boz lurman has never met a cinematic flourish he didn't want to beat to death and uh <laughs> but the, i mean you think about it and you're like that no, movie true. without that could have been a very traditional biopic, very usual paint by another's musical biopic. And Bob Lerman just really leans into the craziness and the gaudiness. And, you know, Austin Butler is really great. This isn't a Rami Malek and Bohemian Rhapsody situation where a pair of fake teeth are going to win Best Actor. It's a really genuinely good performance in Elvis. And I, this certainly, if he doesn't win on, uh, if he doesn't win tonight, I don't think Austin Butler's going anywhere. That man's going to be famous for a while. I hope you're right. Now, Best Actress. Um, it it does seem to be leaning towards Michelle Yeoh, but she kind of made a mistake this week, too, didn't she? Yeah, she posted some article snippets from a piece saying, you know, it's time. You know, I, I there's been not a lot of Asian representation in winners at the Oscars, uh, period, much less in the, the performance categories, uh, which is not allowed. You're not allowed to kind of... Uh, be detrimental to another performance. Well, she mentioned uh, Kate Blanchett, who already won two yeah. Oscars. Wasn't that so the big mistake? It, yeah, and though it is a third-party thing, it's not like she wrote this. She reposted an article that was written by somebody else about mm. this topic. I do think Yo is still going to win, in part because everyone loves everything, everywhere, all at once. And also, Kate Blanchett has already won two Oscars. You know, she's she's already <laughs> had her moment twice, whereas Michelle Yeoh, this is her first nomination. So uh, I I think they're going to give this to Michelle Yeoh, uh, even with the weird Instagram controversy. All right. Now, is anybody going to get punched tonight? 
I'm feeling good that no one is going to take physical <laughs> harm tonight. I'm very confident. Oh, that that's no too bad. It's going to be so boring. <laughs> Maybe some egos will get slapped, but I don't think any actual physical people will get slapped tonight. Well, are you planning an Oscar party? I'm having a little bit of a soiree. Very casual. It, it's not going to be a red carpet affair and not even a champagne carpet affair. Uh, just some pizza, some beer, and some ballots and some friendly bets. Uh, well, let's see how many of your picks are correct. We'll find out the answer to that next week. Matt Miller from OnMilwaukee.com. Always great to hear from you. Thanks for having me. All right. We're going to be back after the news. And um, Wyatt's going to stick around. I have a question for Wyatt. I'll give him some time to think about it. Is it St. Patty or St. Patty? We'll talk about that. Also, we'll tell you about uh, how much snowfall to expect. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. And welcome back to Hour 2 of the Sunday morning edition of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Andy Collins. A little bit later on this half hour, this hour, I should say, if you're over 50 and you need some help preparing your taxes, we're going to tell you how to do it for free. Also, if you're headed out for a spring break or spring vacation, there are some things you need to be aware of to keep you and uh, your information safe. And uh, we're also going to have a little bit of a preview of our conversation today with film critic Dwayne Dudek. That's all I had this hour. But first, Wyatt... Uh, let's take a look. You said as far as the snow is concerned, it's still snowing. Um, and we're going to get a little bit more, I understand, you know, because it's going to get even heavier overnight, they're saying. But uh, I think the real reason you're not seeing any traffic conditions is that clock change. Because we had to spring ahead last night. And is there anything more miserable than losing that hour of sleep when you've got to get up early on a Sunday morning? Yeah, I was going to say the, the only thing more miserable than losing the hour of sleep is losing the hour of sleep and then having to come to the morning shift <laughs> on the radio. When it's when it's snowing. Uh, yeah, it's it, it all kind of falls together. So I think, yeah, a lot of people just taking advantage of the fact that they changed their clocks, but they didn't really. So they're sleeping in this morning or at least staying in so they can avoid those snowflakes. Yeah, I, I remember... We- I remember when I was a kid, uh, the clocks didn't, uh, they didn't change themselves like they do now. Uh, Like my phone had me getting up at the correct time. I didn't have to mess around with it at all. But I remember a couple times when I was a kid waking up and and being confused because of uh, the time change happening in the night while I was... uh, while I was asleep and my mom had gotten up and changed all the clocks. So it was just a little disorienting. So she she actually would get up at 2 a.m.? I mean, we usually do that before we go to bed. No, she she would get up in the morning pretty early. My my mom has trouble sleeping. So yeah. she would get up at like 6.30 and do them all when she, ah. when she remembered. Interesting. All right. Now, uh, you I know you were running some stories earlier this morning about the St. Patrick's Day parade that we had in downtown Milwaukee yesterday. But I have a, a question for you. Do you say St. Patrick's Day? Do you say St. Patty's Day? Do you say St. Patty's Day? All right. So I usually say St. Patrick's Day. I went to the source. I actually I, went, I looked this up. I've gone to Merriam-Webster for the authority on St. Patty's or St. Patty's, uh, whether it's two D's or two T's. And they say that it should be St. Patty's with the D's because it's the shortened form of the original Irish spelling of Patrick, Padraig, with a D D R I A I G. Uh, and that's what I've I've seen. I, I've uh, seen the Paddies more often than not, especially associated with the uh, bar-related St. Patrick's Day celebrations. I, I often see St. Paddies. For me, uh, it's I know St. Patrick's Day mostly is uh, my Irish grandma's birthday. Ah, oh, really? Is it, was she born in Ireland? Uh, no, she. We were. My family was Irish immigrants. I believe her grandfather was born in Ireland, or her. Or her father. I can't remember how far back we go, uh, but my my family was Irish immigrants to Boston. Well, it's in and boy, you talk about a place that has a lot of Irish in it. it is definitely Boston. Although I'm going to correct you on one thing, because I know you said it's, it's the Irish pronunciation of 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 Patrick. It's actually pronounced Parak. Oh yeah, no, I I I know it was wrong. I was trying to trying to convey to the listeners that there was a D in there, uh, <laughs> yeah. and how it's spelled. 
but yeah, no, it's it's. I know that uh, I'm I'm not as in touch with my heritage as I should be. I I don't know the pronunciation. Well, I think the actual Gaelic spelling is P A D H. R-A-I-C, which is really going to confuse everybody. But don't say St. Patty, because that's Patricia. It's Patty. P-A-D-D-Y. And if you don't know, just say St. Patrick's Day. But it is actually St. Patty's Day with the the two T's, because uh, my grandmother's name is Patricia. No, no, no. It's not St. Patty. It's never St. Patty. It's St. Paddy. That, that's one of those things with, you know, my Irish heritage. It's driven us nuts for years. And you don't want a crazy Irishman on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, <laughs> thanks for clearing that up, Wyatt. We really appreciate it. Uh, and we've got more from Wyatt. He's going to be back with us at 930 this morning with those headlines. And as Wyatt was saying, we've got uh, more snow out there. It's coming down, you know, just sort of flurries. But by the time this is all over, by tomorrow morning, you're going to have another uh, maybe two inches of snow. And further north of the city, you might see as much as three to five inches. So if you are out driving today, just take it easy on those roads. It's 913 and coming up in just a couple minutes, we've got Dominic Catronio in sports. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. The Bucks and the Warriors meet by the bay, the last two NBA Finals champions for a Saturday night showdown. This was a good one down the wire. Without Giannis, the Bucks hung in there against the defending champs. Drew Holiday had 18 points, including a clutch three to help the game go to overtime. But in the end, Stephen Curry and the Warriors were too much. In the end, Golden State wins 125-116. to Stephen Curry had 36 points. Head coach Mike Budenholzer. You know, overtime in fourth quarter, you know, he got away from us a little bit. And, you know, some of them were, were high high level. You know, just like I think we just said better defense than, than good offense. And I think there was probably a lot of examples of good defense and just a little bit better offense. Um, but for a lot of the night, you know, I thought uh, – I thought the guys did a great job, and the effort was was what we needed. Milwaukee is still in first place in the East, but now they have the tall task with the Sacramento Kings, the second-place team in the West, coming up on Monday. On the other coast, the Marquette Golden Eagles are atop the Big East. Into the corner, Joplin, wide open three. I'll let your boy. One more time. I'll let your boy. Steve the Homer True and Tony Smith on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Marquette defeats Xavier 65-51 to claim the Big East tournament crown for the first time as members of the conference. Head coach Shaka Smart. Marquette is a special place that's played special basketball for a long, long time. We're so proud to bring this championship back to Milwaukee, baby! Now MU awaits its seeding for the NCAA tournament. Joe Lenardi projects them as a two-seed from ESPN. He also projects the Wisconsin Badgers being one of the first four teams out. And some baseball news. The Brewers get another home run from Mike Brasso, his fourth in a loss, 12-2 to the Royals on Saturday afternoon. They're back at it against the Cubs today in spring training action right here on WTMJ. First pitch is at 255. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Oh, you know we're getting close to summer when you know it's the Brewers playing the Cubs, and hopefully it's a win for the Brewers. I know, I know, I know spring training doesn't count, but it, it's still always... Fun to beat the Cubs, isn't it? All right, it's 917, 33 degrees at WTMJ. I'm going to have your forecast right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. We're going to see these snow flurries ending in about an hour or so. Uh, you know, on top of the snow you got on Friday, it's about another half inch maybe as much as an inch in some places. It'll clear up for a while, then it's going to start again because tonight we're looking at uh, snow that might be a little bit heavy at times, down to 26 degrees, 36 for your high today. By the time it's all over, we'll probably have about another one to two inches of snow further north, three to five additional inches. Then tomorrow you'll wake up to some flurries once again. It's going to be cloudy and breezy with a high of 32. Wind gusts are kind of heavy, 25 miles per hour. Uh, Tuesday looks mostly sunny and a high of 33. 
on Wednesday. Those clouds will increase. We're going to break into the 40s, though, 43 for a high. Then Thursday, a chance of rain and a high of 48. So that means a lot of that snow is going to be melting and it's going to be a little bit messy out there as we get to the latter part of the week. Right now in uh, Mequon, we have 33 degrees. Racine's at 33. walks at 33. And we have 33 degrees at 921 on WTMJ. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. Good morning, I'm Vince Petrano, and this is the Sunday Sip. This morning we're talking taxes. Wait, don't hang up. <laughs> you got to do them, and we're going to make that easier for you this morning. We have help on the way with some important advice and a great local place to go if you need that help. Our guest this morning is John Neal of the Neal Group, accountants and advisors, locations in Milwaukee and Waukesha counties. John, thanks so much for being with us today. My pleasure. So let's start with this. Why does tax season make so many of us super anxious? I'm in that club, and I don't even do them. My wife does them. Yeah, I just I think it's the whole thing of getting things together. Yeah. Uh, they've always heard all of these horror stories about the, the IRS, you know, the Internal Revenue Service, um, levying bank accounts and garnishing wages and taking houses, and um, people just get a kind of, I got, I'll call it a natural, but it is unnatural yeah. fear of doing it. Well, and you know, for a lot of folks, it's not enjoyable either. It's not right. an enjoyable process. So on top of you add that to the fear of, am I going to make a mistake here that's going to cost me? Yep. Well, that's exactly where you come in. Uh, your CPA accounting firm, you work with small businesses, you work with individuals as well. Is there, a, is there a way you typically characterize what it is that you do, your approach to working with your partners? Yeah. Uh, I, we're, I was going to be a music teacher before I went into accounting. Mm-hmm. So I like to kind of educate people on what's going on, why, don't be afraid, you know, life happens, get your taxes filed, and if you owe the IRS and you can't pay them, we'll work something out. Well, I love that because like, if you find yourself in a, you can bury yourself, your head in the sand, or you can do something about it. I think probably people are really grateful to hear a friendly voice that says, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. So uh, we're talking with John Neal. He is of the Neal Group CPA accounting firm here in southeast Wisconsin. Yeah, I was on your website earlier, and I see prominently displayed throughout that you are a profit-first CPA firm. What does that mean? Profit First is a book that was written by Mike Mahalowitz about, well, in, in 2015. And a profit-first accountant is someone who follows the, the concept of that book where you are allocating your money to various accounts, bank accounts, mm-hmm. um, so that you don't spend it all and come tax time, you know, I, I say, hey, Vince, you, you owe the IRS $4,000, and you go, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> yeah, where's right. the, where'd the money go? They have $4,000. So profit first, we, what, I, what I call we legally skim some money off the top mm-hmm. for profit. We set aside money for taxes. And then what's left is what you can pay to run the business. Works very well. We use it in our firm. Sort of one of those pay yourself first yep. sort of things as well. That's that's fascinating. So and important to note too, you're not here just here to help people do their taxes. You're helping them live, you know, their business year, their individual year better, so that when it comes time to do the taxes, you're in a better spot. Right. So. Uh, I know we were talking earlier about the anxiety the tax season sort of causes, and one of your sayings is no more stress with the IRS. So how do you, you, when folks come to see you, how do you help businesses, individuals in this busy time? Well, a couple of ways. Uh, Many times people come to us and they haven't filed taxes for several years because of whatever. Uh, Either they did just bury their head in the sand Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't think they owed, so why should I file? So we sit down with them and talk them through. You begin by shaming them and admonishing them. Never. No, that's the whole point, right? You're there to never. help. Friendly voice. Uh, you know, my, 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 uh, one of my favorite phrases is, life happens. Mm-hmm. You're here now. Let's get it done, and you can move on with your life. And typically, you must have good outcomes then. I, you know, it's sort of one of those things of when, when you finally make that contact with the IRS and say, I plan to pay this, things start to work out better for you, right? Yes. 
Yeah, your your bank account is safe. Your wages are safe. You know, IRS is not going to um, bother you as long as you are uh, trying to do something. And you have something that you always call it's a, the right choice tax solution. What is that? That's a, a sister company that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we formed it a few years ago. And, again, it's kind of based on making the right choice, getting your taxes filed, getting in compliance with the IRS in the state of Wisconsin, and, again, you know, less stress with the IRS because you've done that. You're, you're fine. And that's your book as well, Making the Right Choice. Yes. So beyond just that simple phrase, which is actually pretty descriptive, what else do you talk about in the book? Uh, talk about my experience with the IRS mm-hmm. and uh, how I did some, some things I shouldn't have and uh, paid, paid the price for it. But also to, again, kind of educate people as to how to get their records in order so yeah. they have everything and, and how to file taxes and, and you know, what's deductible, what's not deductible. Everything taking advantage of the tax law. Sure. And people sometimes, you know, we look at public officials and say, well, they're not paying their full. We're all trying to pay as little taxes as possible, right? right. That's, that's how the system is set up. Yep. Yep. Correct. And you can take advantage of the same tax laws that Warren Buffett does. It's just he has more zeros behind his name. He does. I mean, you would see if I brought mine in, we would, we would have a look at that. You might note that. <laughs> a few less zeros. John Neal is the founder of the Neal Group LLC. Uh, certified CPA, right? That's what we call you? Yeah. Yep. And uh, you help a lot of folks here in the area. Uh, is it too late for folks to get in touch with you here? I know it's tax season already. No. Any, anytime, like I said, we have people that haven't filed for many years that come in now and say, I want to get current. Fantastic. Locations in Greenfield and Brookfield here locally. John Neal, thanks so much for being part of Sunday Sip today. My pleasure. This is the Sunday Sip. I'm Vince Vitrano. Thanks, Vince. It's 928 and 33 degrees at WTMJ. And welcome back to the final half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. To land this hour, if you're over 50, AARP has a way for you to get your taxes done free. We'll tell you about that. Right now, it is 34 degrees at 936 on WTMJ. Well, I know a lot of people right now are getting excited. They've got the suitcases out. They're starting to pack. And the family's headed off for spring vacation. And because you're on vacation, your guard might be down. Well, joining us is Michelle Reinen from DATCAP. And what are some of the things that spring breakers need to be concerned about? Well, we want consumers to be aware of their identity and safeguard it while they are on spring break or any form of vacation. And one of the first things to do while you're packing your suitcase is to clean out your wallet. (laughs) Remove those unnecessary cards and unneeded documents that could compromise your identity. You're not going to be applying for a job while you're on vacation or in some wonderful tropical location. So leave the Social Security card at home. And actually, on a daily basis, we'd love it if that wasn't in your wallet. But that is one step. The other is to call your bank and credit card companies to let them know that you're traveling. Some credit card companies, fraud departments, have gotten so great that they don't even need you to call anymore because they are constantly monitoring for fraud. But you don't want your card to get cut off for suspicious activities. So it's always a good idea to just flag them where you'll be traveling so they can watch for that activity. And another simple step is to just put your mail on hold while you're gone. Don't let it collect in your mailbox where someone can gain access to that and whatever sensitive information comes through the mail, like your monthly bank statements. You want to be sure that those are only for you and that some thief isn't collecting that information. Now, what about your phone? So many of us, we have a lot of information on it. You might have your Apple Pay or you've got all your security codes on it, or maybe you've been doing online banking via your phone. How secure do you need to keep your cell phone, especially when you're traveling? Yeah, keep it really secure because it has become individuals' wallets. Some people keep a little bit of cash on the back and inside the rest of it is access to those bank accounts, access to the email. It has a digital wallet on it where you could have your credit cards loaded in your airline tickets. So be very 
very cautious. Have your phone with password protection. So should you lose it, someone can't just gain immediate access to all that information. Limit any connection you have to public Wi-Fi so no one can be watching you transmit information. Be using your cell service if you really need to check an account. But I would say while you're on vacation, don't be accessing those sensitive accounts where you have to enter information and people can be monitoring that. And then it's having complete awareness of your surroundings and who's monitoring you logging into your phone that should you lose it, they may have seen some information and can gain access to it should you just be using a passcode as opposed to some of the data or biometrics that can be used on a phone to gain access. And if you think you're being taken advantage of, Michelle, what do you need to do? Call Consumer Protection, 1-800-422-7128. And in the case of your phone actually being stolen, contact law enforcement. Coming up in just a couple minutes, we have a preview of our WTMJ conversation with uh, film critic Dwayne Dudick. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News, 940 and 34 degrees at WTMJ. The Marquette Golden Eagles dominate at Madison Square Garden and the Big East to take home the tournament crown. It's over. Impressive. Dominant. Win the regular season by two games. Win the conference postseason tournament. Marquette champions in the Big East this year of everything. Steve the Homer True on the final call as Marquette wins the Big East tournament. They defeat Xavier 65-51. to On top of already claiming the regular season crown, head coach Shaka Smart. What makes this team special is all these guys up on the stage and how they're willing to pour into each other, the relationships they have, all the stuff that you guys don't see behind the scenes. It's never perfect, it's never easy, but going back to the summer, these guys never flinched. The work they put in has led us to this point. And we're not done yet. Now the Golden Eagles await their seeding for the NCAA tournament that will be released during Selection Sunday programming today on CBS. The show begins at 5 o'clock Central Time. Marquette, of course, safely in, considered a two-seed, according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi. He also considers the Wisconsin Badgers one of his first four teams out of the tournament. Out to the West Coast, the Bucks had a big matchup with the Golden State Warriors. It's the last two champions of the NBA going at it. This one without Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks fall in overtime to the Warriors, 125 to 116. Stephen Curry finished with 36 points in the win for the Dubs. The World Baseball Classic is off to a great start. We saw both pools stateside get going. Venezuela upsets the Dominican Republic for the first time in its country's history, 5 to 1 in Miami. USA handles Great Britain 5-1. Colombia upsets Mexico 5-4 in 10 innings. Team Mexico featuring Brewers Rowdy Telez and Luis Urias. Today, the Brewers are back in action in spring training against the Chicago Cubs. We pick up coverage at 2.55 right here on WTMJ. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Well, thanks a lot, Dominic. Always great to hear from you on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. And boy, it's going to be exciting today listening to see who gets which seed uh, for that big tournament. All right. Uh, let's see. 944 coming up in just a couple minutes. We're going to have that preview of WTMJ Conversations with Dwayne Dudick. It's all ahead right here on WTMJ. are a little bit later today. So many of us are thinking about movies. Do some film critics receive VIP treatment for those movie screenings? Well, Milwaukee film critic Dwayne Judick talks about an experience with the late Gene Siskel. You were doing this at a time when film critics became pop culture yeah. uh, celebrities. Roger Ebert, uh, Gene Siskel, Rex Reed. How influenced were you by them? Well, I resented them. <laughs> Did you really? Well, the thumbs up, thumbs down thing, I think, really kind of crew uh, and stars. We, we we didn't do stars at first. You know, how many stars is that film? And I really resented having to use them. I thought, read the content. It'll explain the film to you. You don't want to see the, the stars don't tell you anything. So, you know, and I never, I saw Ebert around at the f- film festivals and things. And I actually had an encounter with Siskel that's kind of unusual. Well, um, no, okay, you, you, you have to stop right there and tell us about that. Um, I was, it was at the screening of Braveheart in Chicago at a screening room, and he came in. They held it for him because it was a critic screening, uh, and they held it for him because he was watching the Bulls play. 
So, um, so we watched, you know, and I had to drive back to Milwaukee and then come back the next day to interview, um, what's his name from Braveheart? Uh, Mel Gibson. Gibson. And it was a good interview too, but I had to leave early. I mean, I didn't leave early. I, I watched the whole movie and it, just as the credits started, I hopped out of my seat and I, cause I knew I had to get home and I, I uh, went to the elevator, but they hold the elevator for Cisco, and so I get on the elevator, and I'm the only person on the elevator with Cisco, and uh, uh, so it's like four floors, and we go down together. He doesn't say a word to me. He doesn't say a word to me. He doesn't say a word to me. And then we get out to the lobby, and we get out to the street. And as I turned to go to my car, he asked me if I needed a ride home. So I said, "No, I'm I'm parked over here." I it was just a weird. I have no explanation for it. He was being very nice, but I'm sure that uh, he was going home to watch another movie or a basketball game or something. But it was weird. Join me today at eleven when longtime Milwaukee film critic and raconteur Dwayne Dudek talks about all of the celebrities he's met and interviewed during his career on WTMJ Conversations. It's nine forty-eight, thirty-four degrees at WTMJ. WTMJ W two seven seven CV and WKTI HD two Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Hopefully you turned your clocks ahead overnight because we lost an hour last night. Kind of a good day to stay inside because there's no story, snow flurries are going to continue throughout the day uh, on and off. Probably by the time this is all over, we got another one to two inches. And uh, well, in areas outside of Milwaukee, you might have as much as three to five additional inches. inches of snow and that's on top of what we had on Friday our high today will be 36 then tonight that snow might even be a little heavier at times and a low of 26 tomorrow flurries in the morning a high of 32 and the wind picks up gusts of about 25 miles per hour you'll see the sun on Tuesday with 33 degrees for a high then Wednesday and Thursday warming back into the 40s Thursday all the way up to 48 degrees with a chance of rain currently temperatures around the area waking up on this Sunday morning, Lake Geneva has 33 degrees. Muskego Lake, you're at 33. Elkhart Lake, 32. And we have 33 degrees in Milwaukee at 9.52. This time of year, so many of us are preparing our taxes, but all the confusion of tax law is really, well, it gets confusing for people, especially if you're older. Joining us is Lynette Lee Villanueva. She is with the AARP Foundation tax aid and believe it or not they're providing free in-person and virtual tax assistance this season lynette tell us about some of the challenges older adults are facing right now yes well as older adults move into their retirement years they oftentimes find that their tax situation might be a little bit different than it was when they were working when they were working they were earning the traditional w-2 forms and now they might see themselves having you know 1099 r's with their pension or their social security 1099 and this is unfamiliar to them. So ARP Foundation Tax Aid volunteers are there to help them through the process. All right, now who qualifies for tax aid and is it really free? Yes, I'll start out by saying it really is free. AARP Foundation Tax Aid provides both in-person and virtual preparation to really anyone free of charge. We focus primarily on taxpayers who are over 50 and have low to moderate income. And we mentioned here it's in-person. How do we find out if we're in an area where there are in-person volunteers? to help. Yes, so people can go to our website at aarpfoundation.org slash tax aid, or they can call our toll-free number at 1-888-AARP-NOW. And either one of those, they'll be asked to enter in their zip code, and then they will receive a list back that will tell them of the sites that are near them. And then what do people need to do once they qualify to prepare for that tax aid appointment? Yeah, there's a few things they need to do in advance. One is they need to make sure that they bring within that day of their appointment a government-issued ID and Social Security cards for themselves plus anybody else that is on the tax return that's going to be included in it. And then they need to pull all their documents together. So if they are still working, they need their W-2 form. If they are retired, then they need those 1099-Rs for both their recent pension and for their Social Security and any other income documents, like if they have a banking account with interest earned, then they need those documents as well. So they need to make sure they have it all together. What are some of the common questions you're hearing this year so far? 
far this tax season? So this tax season, in the early in the season, there was a question of whether or not the rebate and stimulus checks that many taxpayers received last year were taxable or not. And there was questions about that. The IRS has finally come out and said that the majority of them will not be taxable that they that our volunteers are trained. So every year our volunteers are trained and pass an IRS certification test and they have the knowledge of the latest tax law. I know one of the questions a lot of older adults have is they lose family members and they're paying for funeral expenses. Are those deductible? Again, it depends on the situation, but that's the one thing our volunteers will help them through. We oftentimes find a lot of people who have recently been widowed or and that may not have been the primary person taking on the preparation of the returns or, you know, involved in that process as much. And so our volunteers really do help them through and it provides them that level of understanding of their tax return going forward. So we're there to help them with that. Lynette, obviously you are with the AARP Foundation's Tax Aid Program. Why was that established? It was really there to help individuals, especially as they go through their retirement years, that may not either be able to afford a tax service that is offered you know, through pay preparers. And we just want to be there to be that safety net for them, that they can know that they have quality tax assistance there in their community for them. Lynette, one more time, if there's anybody who thinks that they might qualify and they feel they need help preparing their taxes this year, how do they get in touch with tax aid? They can do that in two ways. They can call our toll-free number at one eight 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 aarp now or they can also go online at aarpfoundation.org slash tax aid. And either way, they'll be able to find a site near them. Well, and thank you once again, Lynette Lee Villanueva, the great work you're doing through the Tax Aid Foundation with AARP, providing free in-person and virtual tax assistance for seniors. Great talking with you, Lynette. Thank you. Appreciate it. That snow's going to continue on and off throughout the day, and uh, we'll get up to the about 36 degrees, 34 at 9.56 on WTMJ. Coming up after the news, it's going to be the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian and David Wickert. And Brian, I see that those, those rates dropped, what, about a quarter percent this week what what does yep. that mean for the whole real estate and 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 mortgage rate market it it means a sigh of relief because <laughs> you know we've been tickling seven percent again uh-huh. and so now uh, we finished the week at about 6.625 percent on a 30-year fixed rate uh so that's welcome news but the weird thing is we, we had the monthly jobs report on Friday. And normally that would be the big mover and shaker uh, in terms of mortgage rates. But I don't know if you noticed this or not, but David and I certainly did. Uh, there was a the second largest bank failure in Oof. United States history happened on Friday morning. Were you aware yes, of that I, by any chance? I, wow, I saw that and it kind of made me think, what's next? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what, one of the what's next was mortgage rates came down. We'll kind of connect the dots on that. We also have home price appreciation uh, as of the fourth quarter for all of our metropolitan areas in Wisconsin. And, f- of course, great stories from the front lines of mortgage lending and home buying, all right after the news. And we'll be listening to Brian and David Wickard on the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Libby Collins, and I'll return with our WTMJ conversations with uh, – Film critic Dwayne Dudick. It's all ahead today on WTMJ.